Hi everyone, I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terror Girls. And we are coming to you with episode six of the Terror Girls podcast. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We have another Cleveland local guest, um, and we are excited to introduce our friend Dina. Hi, well, Dina. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for asking me to hang out with you. Yeah, ladies. thank you so much for coming. Can you tell us, uh, Tiffany scolded me, we're not just going to jump into the warm-up questions. Can you tell us who you are? and where you come from, and uh, yeah, a little bit about yourself. Well, sure, I would love to. My name is Dina. Uh, my maiden name is Hines, so if you knew me in high school and before. I'm a Hines, but my married name is Dell, so I'm Dina Dell. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in Cleveland. I went to Cleveland High School and went away for college and came back, and um, I've been here ever since. I um, like to consider myself as a YMCA girl or a Y girl. That's where a lot of my fitness happenings go on, and I know that's sort of how we all know each other is through mm-hmm. our love for movement and fitness and things like that. And um, I love to talk about it with anybody that wants to listen, so thanks for inviting me. Yeah, well, we love to talk about it, and we want to hear uh, all of your fitness uh, expertise that you have. So we're excited to, to get into it. All right, now now we can talk about the warm-up questions. Okay. So we have a few questions. They're just fun, silly, short questions. Okay. So just give us just your answer that comes to the top of your head. What is your favorite food? Oh. <laughs> Does it have to be um, a healthy Oh, no. Oh, gosh, oh, no. no. <laughs> um, we joke a lot in my house about um, going to get tacos, like when, when you're just – tired or stressed like we need to go get tacos so probably tacos is way on up there for me yeah do you have a favorite taco place in cleveland um we usually go to la eltania but there's lots of taco places in Mm -hmm. cleveland that i like so i'm i'm not about to turn any of them down no you could get a different kind of taco a different taco every night for probably a month in cleveland yes i think that's there are enough tacos it's one of the best best parts about cleveland Mm -hmm. uh okay Next question. Book, movie, or a nap? Um, I do enjoy reading, but um, for me, the minute that I get still, I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, with that. I'm so on the move all the time. Um, I will probably read a couple of books on vacation. I'm going on a trip pretty soon. Um People don't believe me, but we don't turn the television on in our home um, just because we just don't watch TV. So that would probably include movies. Mm -hmm. If somebody said, will you please go to the movies with me? Probably once a year, I'll go. (laughs) Um, What was the other choice? Nap. Movie or nap, yeah. Oh, I can't nap either. Um, (laughs) None. None of the three. (laughs) I would like to take a nap. Uh (laughs) It kind of wrecks me for the day, though. Mm, Yeah. I'm an early riser. I get up at 4.30, and I, so I have to go to bed early, Um, and so I I don't really stop in the middle. I'm blessed with uh, probably an extra dose of energy most of the time, so... I don't know. I just run from place to place. That's yeah. what I do. Book, movie, or nap, your answer is zero. None of them. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to read more. I do yeah. want to read more. I want to put that on my list of things okay. that are important. We can Good hold you to it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that would be helpful. We I could need do some a whole accountability po- we could do a whole area. podcast on books. Okay. I would love to recommend books okay. to you. It sounds like if the reading doesn't work out, then it just will become a nap. So. There you go. <laughs> You're right. It's not the worst thing. Yeah. It's really Two not. in one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well... 
Our next question was going to be best TV show ever made, but it doesn't sound like, you know, you're a huge TV fan. So you can tell us if you have an answer, but also you can tell us what your favorite song is. Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. Let's see. Favorite TV show. It's like I've never watched TV in my life. Um, I know when I was in college, we watched watched Friends pretty faithfully. So, oh, and I love The Big Bang Theory. Okay, there you go. Those are so good ones. I thought that was um, a great show. And if I had access to watch that now... Like on Amazon Prime, I might watch it, but I don't even have Netflix. I don't even know if it's on Netflix. But, <laughs> so I don't have any way to watch it. TV just isn't that important to you. That's okay. I, I love it. So mountain or beach? If you had to choose one. Um, I would definitely pick the beach, but I really do love the mountains also. Um, this summer, for the very first time, probably like my first official hike, I went with um, eight girls, and we hiked hiked up to the Leconte Lodge and spent the night. So I hiked oh, cool. up Mount Leconte awesome. this summer, and um, I was so interested, and I came home, and Scott, my husband, I was like talking about it. He said, let's go back. So we went and hiked halfway up, and so now we have a little bit of a hiking bug. So yesterday awesome. we went and hiked um, to Coker Falls, which is up in Polk County, so... That's awesome. Um, Very cool. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of getting into this. You're kind of a mountain girl now. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'll never abandon the beach. No. no. <laughs> never, never. Absolutely not. Okay, our last warm-up question. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Hmm, that's an excellent question. Maybe to see in the future. Ooh, how come? I'm such a planner, and, and I spend a lot of time probably thinking about details and how to try to affect an outcome. If I sort of knew the future, maybe I could relax a little bit, not feel like I had to obsessively plan everything. Yeah, Makes that's sense. a great answer. Makes sense. That's a good answer. Then maybe you could enjoy a book, movie, or nap. Right. Because <laughs> right. I would already know everything was going to be just yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for indulging us with our warm-up questions. Now that we're all warm, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes. So you told us that you are a lifelong Clevelander. Um, and you are very involved in the why. Uh, that's one of the ways that we have met. Um, Dina is takes charge of the great YMCA aid station um, mm-hmm. at the Cleveland Half Marathon. So if you've done the half in the past couple of years, you've seen our friends at the Y cheering you on and passing out all the nutrients that you need around Greenway Park on the Y. So we really appreciate that. Um, last year, you made me a balloon arch for the mm-hmm. half marathon. So she's also an expert balloon arch maker. Yeah, so tell us about um, running and working out. How does that play into your life besides just running from the ne- one activity to the next? Um, I would say that I've always been interested in exercise. When I was 16, as soon as I could drive myself, I would drive over to Body Dynamics um, when it was in the curve of Georgetown Road. That may mm-hmm. be before you girls were yeah. um, <laughs> even around town. But go over there and take a step aerobics class or, um, you know, whatever they were teaching at the moment. I just always liked it. It wasn't even like I thought, hmm, I need to exercise three to four times a week for, you know, 45 to 60 minutes. It was just something that I did. And then... Um, in college, I would take fitness classes as my PE classes. And again, it wasn't like this super conscious choice. I think it's just things that I gravitated toward. I just I just was always interested in it. And um, I think that some people can mistake interest 
in something. It's like, oh, it's a hobby for you. Oh, well, it's easy for you because you like it. Well, thankfully, I don't hate it, <laughs> um, which I know some people don't hate it, but exercise is really, it all comes down to discipline. And even if you don't have an interest in it or it's not a hobby for you, you have to create discipline around it. Because in the beginning, if you start a new program, maybe you and your friends say, hey, we're going we're gonna to learn how to run or we're going to join the YMCA or we're going to start going to a Zumba class at a rec center. Um, that's fun and exciting at first, and you can go get your new shoes or your new workout gear, and like, oh, I'm, this is great, but um, the thrill of the new is going to wear off. And so, really, I, I, I teach a class at the Y, and we talk about it a lot. I'm like, you know, put it on your calendar, like it's a meeting. You know, you wouldn't miss a meeting. You don't miss a workout. And if somebody says, hey, let's go out to dinner on Monday night, if it's on your calendar, you're going to say, well... Um, I exercise on Monday night. How about if we go on Tuesday night? So it's all about habit because having the habits will create the discipline. Because I can tell you that there is never a day that I wake up at 4.30 a.m. when my alarm goes off that I don't think, I really don't want to get out of bed to go exercise. Who, who wants to do that? No mm-hmm. one. But I do know from doing it for many, many years that if I don't get up and do it, You're not going to carve out time in your life to fit in your exercise. Mm -hmm. If you don't plan it, if you don't prioritize it, and if you don't not let other things take its place, you won't get it done. And um, so I like to believe that, you know, the motivation in the beginning is great. The camaraderie and the friendship, for me, that is critical because my workout is very social for me. I don't have a lot of time to socialize outside of that. So and so my friends, they'll tell you, I joke, I'm like, well, if you want to hang out with me, you're going to have to come work out with me because <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Yep. Um, and it's not because I'm such a fitness guru or maniac or anything else, but with my discretionary time, that's what I'm doing. One of my daughters, my youngest, and this has been so long ago, and it does not fit me, but she said, you're the gym intimidator. I was like, well, what do you mean when you said that? She was probably, you know, 12. And um, she said, everywhere we go, you invite somebody to come work out with you. I'm like, well, yeah, because I want them to. I want them to feel included. And and a lot about group fitness or group running or team sports is about being included and feeling like you're a part of something. And we talked about accountability even for reading. You know, if you start to exercise with your friends – if you start to fall off the wagon, they're going to be like, hey, come on, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You need to come back. Um, and we all need that in lots of areas of our life, I think. So fitness is no different. Um, it's hard, but it's necessary. And um, I think that so many people get caught in this place where they're like, I'm too tired to exercise. But I'm saying, if you don't exercise, you're always going to be too tired. So I think... Um, there's so many different things that people can do and um, walking is such underrated Mm -hmm. exercise Mm -hmm. and even for runners you know you hear people say well I'm not really a runner I only run a little and walk walk a little I'm like you are a runner absolutely you get to call yourself a runner did you did you pick up your feet did you move did you go outside when you didn't feel like it and move your body and maybe you jogged a little bit 
I, I think you deserve to call yourself a runner. Definitely. You don't have to be an ultra marathon runner to be a runner. Mm-hmm. And even people who run a lot, it's like, oh, well, I only ran five or six miles. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You um, should congratulate yourselves for such accomplishments, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I think find somebody, if you can, to do it with makes it a little easier mm-hmm. and we do need that accountability but I also think it's a great time to just get out and get thoughts going through your head plans made stress blow off mm-hmm. um, you know some of us I think are a little bit more hesitant to go alone right now maybe um, but you know just be smart about where you go and when you go and and sometimes just being out there and breathing fresh air mm-hmm. and getting sunshine is um immeasurably wonderful definitely it really is yeah totally agree all right well you said you know you've been enjoying fitness your whole life you got involved kind of as a teenager but can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with the Y specifically and what that looks like I know you teach a lot of classes over there tell us kind of what how you got involved um leading these classes um and and what those are I would love to talk about that it is a great story in my life um I was attending classes at what used to be the Rush, and um, again, I, I had experience with exercise all my life, but I did go through a period. Uh, my mom was sick, so I had not been working out regularly like normal, and I finally went back to the gym and um, had a good friend. We were just kind of hanging out on the treadmills. You know, some people, it's like a, it's like an entryway yeah. into fitness, yeah. and she said, let's go down there and try that class. And so we did, and I walked in, and um, that's where I met Ronnie Rawls. Um, She is a fitness hero to me, and um, she was teaching a class. It was called Group Power. It's a barbell class, so um, it's all weights, no tricks, no gimmicks, just pure strength training with the bar, but it's choreographed to music. It's like, oh, this feels so good. It's like, oh, I can be through five minutes of squatting, and I don't even know what happened, you know. Um, So I just fell in love with this class, and I made great friends in there. Um, And she is a person that said, and I quote her often, um, she said, look around this room. You need to make friends with people that are in this room because that, these are going to be your people. They're going to be the people that will get you to come back. They will be the ones that pull you out of the ditch when you've when you've missed for two weeks or when you don't want to come back after vacation. And that really stuck with me, and it is so true that um, you need to find things in common with people that are doing good things. You want to surround yourself with good people that make you want to better yourself and that hopefully you can help better someone else, you know, in the meantime. And anyway, I love this class. She said, um, you should, you should teach class. I was like, I can never teach class. That is way out of my comfort zone. It is not in my wheelhouse. I'm an accountant. I worked for Duracell for 20 years. Um, I can never teach a fitness class. And she really just truly stayed after me. She's like, Dina, you love it. Um, you're a people person. You should learn how to do it. And so I finally broke down and agreed to do it. And so I went to a training. Um, I mean, I, I was all in at that point, but um, it wrecked my nerves. I was so nervous for so long. Um, but so I went through that training. I got hired, went on and took a group fitness certification. Um, 
But so that sort of started my entryway into um, teaching and leading fitness. And then a couple of years later, we uh, we approached the YMCA with the this barbell program that we had, and they said, "Come on over." So we happily uh, joined the YMCA there and started. It's called Body Pump. It's a, it's a branded workout, so it's in fifteen thousand gyms all over the world. It's it's an excellent workout um, created by professionals. And so we're doing Body Pump and. Um, then uh, as I had a little bit more free time, this program uh, sort of came across my purview called Live Strong at the YMCA, and it's for cancer survivors. And they were offering a training for um, trainers for this program. And so I, I signed up and I got certified to teach this. And um, at the time, I was also a uh, on the leadership team for the Relay for Life, which is American Cancer Society's mm-hmm. annual fundraiser. So I was active in the, the cancer fundraising community and I knew a lot of people. I lost my mom to cancer. So this program really was special to me. And, uh, and the, the first one that I did, I just fell in love. It was about 17 people we met for 12 weeks. And um, it's a, uh, it's just a program that meets people where they are. We can customize it. Some people, people who've been through cancer, they've been isolated. They've been, their bodies have been eaten alive by poison, you know, the poison that's going to mm-hmm. kill the cancer. And they're just like, I, I just, I need my energy back. I need my life back. I feel so um, isolated and alone and lonely and I'm out of shape and my body hurts. And so we go and we literally assess each one of them individually and we customize a program. They're sort of similar but different because, you know, some people who've had certain surgeries can't do certain moves. And and really what it does is it goes in and we focus on what they can do, not what they can't do. Or we teach them other ways to work their body you know, some people have shoulder problems, like, well, I can't do this. I'm like, well, let's try it this way. So that's a wonderful program, and um, I'm blessed to still be a part of it. I'm not a full-time trainer right now because I took on another role, but I am the coordinator for the program. So I sort of collect the people. Um, I do the medical intakes with them. We sit down. We go through things we just talked about, you know, um, things that may be uh, barriers for them, whether it's because of a surgery or because of uh, just discomfort, um, and kind of get their medical history so they make sure that we can take care of them safely mm-hmm. with all their medical backgrounds. And um, so that's Live Strong at the YMCA. I did that for um, two years, and then this opportunity was presented to me, um, our former director Lee McChesney he kind of stopped me in the hallway and it was almost um kind of off the cuff he's like hey he said there's this program called Rock Steady Boxing and they um, have it at the Hickson YMCA I'd kind of like to bring it to Cleveland would you maybe be interested I was like well I don't know what is it and he told me what he knew he said why don't you go down there watch the class talk to their coach and see what see what they're doing and um so I went down there, and it took me about 30 seconds to totally fall in love. And um, so I, I was sold and all in. And so after 
going through budget approvals and my training and certification things like things like that it took us about a year before we got rolling and then COVID so we had a little break mm-hmm. but um, we actually just celebrated our two-year anniversary last Friday we had a big picnic but it's a workout class for people with Parkinson's so it's ongoing we meet three days a week for 90 minutes and so it's different than Livestrong because it's a contained program for 12 weeks. This is for here and forever. So um, it's my, my, my favorite thing, my, my, my big love. I still love Body Pump. I teach that once a week, and I'll sub if somebody needs me to. But uh, that's kind of how I got into leading fitness. But I've just always loved it. And um, we haven't got to talk about running yet, though. You want to talk about running? <laughs> well, before, I, I just love hearing about these classes. I And it seems like kind of the the overarching theme with where your fitness journey has gone is meeting people where they are. You know, you whether it's body pump and you're trying to bring people in to help them connect with other people who enjoy fitness or get them to stick with something or whether it's cancer survivors or people with Parkinson's trying to improve their quality of life. Uh, you're, it sounds like you're great at just meeting people where they are and helping them improve their quality of life through fitness. That's that's amazing. I would like to thank that. Thank you for <laughs> saying that or noticing yeah, that. Yeah. It, it, it is way more than just a class to me, mm-hmm. whether it's Body Pump or Live Strong or Rocksteady Boxing or any of that kind of thing because, you know, people need connection. Mm-hmm. And if we can connect over good things like staying healthy and well, wouldn't that be all the better, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You've um, one of the ways that we have connected is you have brought your rock steady boxing um, class, the Parkinson's um, class, to the 5K at the Cleveland Half Marathon a couple years, and also to 65 Roses, mm-hmm. which is a big 5K here in Cleveland at Lee University. Um, why is that important? Tell us a little bit about how that, how you were inspired to encourage them to complete a 5K. Well, it was uh, it was kind of funny. So um, last probably sometime in the summer, I guess you read about and follow things on social media that you're interested in. And I saw this quote or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it really was talking about um, setting stretch goals for yourself. You know, I mean, we can, you know, habits and, and discipline are great and they are really what gets us through the the majority of our life but sometimes you need something extra to sort of push you out of your comfort zone because like well I'm doing the same workout every Monday Wednesday Friday whatever but I just um I thought about that and I was like how can I um encourage these people that I uh love to do something beyond what they probably even could imagine doing and we, we joked a little bit ahead of time. And I said, well, I, I'm not really a runner. But, you know, I am a runner because I said it doesn't matter how much you run to call yourself a runner. Exactly. So I, I call myself a party runner. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of ties in with my social nature and my love for fitness. And um, so I've always loved 5Ks. I just think they're fun. The energy is awesome. Um, you see people from all walks of life doing a 5K or, or beyond. And so I thought, you know what? We're going we're gonna to stretch ourselves, and we're going to walk 3.1 miles. And so I went in there one day, and I said, okay. I said, um, I've decided that we're going to set a goal for ourselves, that we're going to 
try to walk three miles. They're like, we're not walking three miles. I haven't walked three miles since I don't even know when or whatever. I said, well, don't worry. I said, we're going to we're gonna train. We're going to practice. I'm going to give you a walking schedule. So we did dedicate one class per week to uh, 15 minutes of continuous walking, which for some of them, I mean, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, those of us that just walk around all day long, we take it for granted that that's not a big deal. It was a big deal for them. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. We sort of started a, a training schedule. And um, I wish I could tell you the exact number, but um, two of them ran most of it. And wow. I, like, I didn't even know I could run. That's amazing. Wow. Literally. And then our oldest participant, and he did win his age group, he was 80 <laughs> years old, walked 3.1 miles that's amazing. Yes, it is amazing. And he did it again um, two weeks ago when we did the, the half mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. And, I mean, literally, at the end, I, I am crying for mm-hmm. them because it is such an emotional <laughs> accomplishment because it's so it sounds so far out of reach for them, and they did it. One of my ladies, um, she said, my goal is to walk half of it. Because we also have the golf cart. Because I don't mm-hmm. want somebody to not participate yeah. at all because they literally physically couldn't. Um, she said, I want to walk 1.5. I said, okay. You know how much she walked? Two. Wow. Awesome. She did. So, I mean, it's just a, a huge celebration for all of us. And um, it's so exciting for them and empowering for them. And um, I, I just can't imagine us ever not doing it, continuing mm-hmm. to do it. Because it, it, it's a it's a great um, celebration, and I, I love to really just um, focus on what you can do, not get bogged down with what you can't. I know I've already said that, but it really is important because you start getting injuries, especially as we age, like, oh, my knee, my shoulder, my foot, whatever it is. There's so many ways to work your body that um, we need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to figure it out, Come and meet a professional at the Y and let them help you see what other options are out there so that you don't just lay down and say, I'm just going to go home and die now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't move your body, it it will stop moving for you. Mm-hmm. I'm just such a huge believer in that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, figure out how to how to move your body. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been inspiring seeing um, the people on your team finish the race and cheer for one another and have their family there. And yes. Yeah, just a huge testament, like exactly what you said, to celebrating their strengths and mm-hmm. what they can do. And yes. that's, yeah, it's amazing. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, that's one of my favorite things about races as well. I love that race day energy, and I love seeing everyone from so many different <clears throat> levels um, just accomplishing their goals. And I I love what you were sharing, too, about how it's all relative, right? Like, for someone running three miles, walking three miles is not a big deal. But for someone else, that is a stretch goal. And it's so – I just love it. It just takes away – I don't know. It helps take away that intimidation factor because we're all at different levels. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe you're not in Dina's Parkinson's rock steady class, but what's a stretch goal for you? And, and what can you start now? Um, and then, yeah, just amaze yourself with. Right. Um, I love that. I love that so much. They're such an inspiration. Mm-hmm. They are. <laughs> definitely. So okay. So we usually end our podcast by having our guests give us some advice for Um, a non-runner, a new runner, and a seasoned runner. We're going to widen this and ask Dina her advice for um, 
someone who's not active, someone who's maybe just started being active, and someone who's been active for a long time. And I, I just feel like Dina's going to crush these. <laughs> She's already <laughs> shared a lot of great advice. So can you give us some advice for someone who, who isn't active at all? Maybe this kind of conversation is really intimidating to them. They don't see themselves as someone who's fit or active. It's not kind of something they see themselves doing, but maybe they're kind of dabbling with the thought of getting into it. What advice would you give them? Go walk around your neighborhood, right? Just go outside and make one lap around your neighborhood. Or if it's raining, go to the mall. Go make one lap inside the mall. That's great. Just walk. Um, if you if you could walk three days a week, even just for 15 minutes, um, I think that that would be an excellent start. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, working out at home, some people are great at doing that. I think most people probably find it more difficult to get motivated to do that. But find a, a community where you can exercise, whether that's um, coming to run with your social runs. I think that's a great idea. And you know what? They're two-mile runs or a two-mile walk. And maybe even that's too much for you right now. But you know what? You just cut up a street shorter and 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 shorten it for yourself. But there's going to be people out there that will meet you, I think, to take a step forward from that. Uh, I don't know a lot about what other gyms are offering, but there's lots of gyms in Cleveland. Find your place. If you're not sure, come to the YMCA. Um we have classes where people exercise in a chair. And if you've never done chair fitness, you would be shocked what kind of a workout you can get just in a chair. We have, you know, cardio and, and, and resistance training in a chair. We have chair yoga where you can just come in and get a good stretch in your body. Um, the YMCA is very welcoming. It's a, it's a great community of people if that's something that appeals to you. And one thing that I do love about the YMCA is that um, if you can afford a standard membership, wonderful. Consider part of that as a donation back into your community. But if you can't, the YMCA does not turn people away for financial reasons. We have scholarships available. So come apply for a scholarship, whether it's just for you or for it's for your whole family. Um, but it's a good place to move. But again... You know what? Walk a little bit. If you haven't jogged in a long time, say, I'm just going to jog to that mailbox. You don't have to run a mile the first time you're out the gate. Nobody does that. But you can walk for 10 minutes and feel warmed up and say, I'm just going to run to the light pole. Um, You know, give yourself targets so that you can think, well, gosh, I didn't know I could do that. That would be fantastic if I could make it there. And I do think that there are excellent running training programs for people if you're interested in learning to run I can tell you that's exactly how I did it because I was like I I don't I can't run Mm -hmm. Um, anybody can run I do think that if you want to be really good at your sport that you need to learn how to do it well but don't let that scare you off from starting right Um, running is just like everything if you want to be good at it you have to practice Um, but start a you know, a, a couch to 5K program. I started um, in Run for God. Um, my beloved Sunday school teacher was an avid runner, and he's like, 
He's like, you do all this exercise. I cannot believe you don't run. I was like, well, I don't, I don't think I can, or I don't know how. He's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and so I literally went and did a, you know, a 12-week program called Run for God, and they tell you how much to walk and how much to run. And sure enough, before the end of it, I ran our graduation 5K, and I was like, well, how about that? I can do it. <laughs> so it is a, a great feeling of accomplishment. But there's apps out there. There's programs on the internet that anybody could find. I'm sure you all probably have recommendations for people who say, you know, I just want to run 3.1 or I've never done a half and it's always been something I wanted to do. I don't know how to start. I'm sure you can teach Mm -hmm. them how to train for that. So um, I would encourage everybody who's interested in running to use you all, use Terra Running, the resource, the running resource of Cleveland to teach them how to do it Mm -hmm. because you don't have to know how to do it to start, but there are things that can help you do it better. So why wouldn't you want to do it the smart way mm-hmm. rather than the hard way, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about someone who's maybe been active now for a little bit, but they would still consider themselves a beginner? What would you tell them for some advice? Um, as far as running goes or just fitness just in fitness general? Just fitness in general. Um, I think that... Uh, we all can sort of get in our mode of preferred exercise and then you don't want to try something else or you don't want to try something new. Um, If you're going to start a class, this is great advice. Um, You need to go three to five times before you ever make judgment about that class. If you have never danced before and you walk into a Zumba class and you're like, well, I can't do that. That's, That's crazy. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, sure you don't. You just started. But it's not fair to judge Zumba or body pump or running because you did it one time. You know, you need to do it three, four, five times to kind of understand what the flow is, how it's going to work, before you can really decide if that might be something you'd be interested in. So I'd say, you know, always give it a few times before you truly just say, oh, I'm not doing that. Um, But I do think that um, cardiovascular health is critical but resistance training, lifting weights is what we need. Um, our bodies need it. It keeps your bones strong, your tendons, your ligaments. The older we get, our muscle mass starts to deteriorate just naturally. Um, so you have to work even harder to keep it. And for somebody to be probably an excellent runner, they need strength training. You know, you don't need more running. You need strength training and running. So I would say really the key is to find balance move your body. You need to find things that you like, but it's also okay to do something you don't like. I mean, that's that's just the way of life, isn't it? I mean, things that are hard are usually worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, and you won't know you don't like it until you try it a couple times, and then you can say, I don't like this. But I have um, definitely have some experience with weight training at the Y. I had always had trouble sticking with weight training. I had done it myself, never saw progress, so I quit and just would continue running and that's it. And this last year, I really got into one of the barbell classes at the Y and it's great. It, it is all choreographed to music. I don't even realize I'm doing weight training and it always makes me sore. As much as I'm running and swimming and biking, no matter when I do weight training, it is totally different. And I do definitely, we, Tiffany and I have talked about this a lot. Um, she is a big proponent of weight training yeah. and I 
just hate it. Um, the only thing that has gotten me to stick to it is those Y classes. It's been great, but it's yeah. very different. Yeah, runner, runners are no- notorious for skipping out on, you know, weight training, resistance training. They just want to go on their long run, mm-hmm. enjoy the day, and then they end up with injuries or things are totally out of balance in their body. Or like you're saying, you you age and you just naturally lose muscle mass. So everyone needs to be weight training. <laughs> right. I'm okay, all about that okay. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then last part of this question. What about someone who's maybe been been doing fitness, running, whatever, just for, for a long, long time? Any any advice that you would have for them? I mean, if you if you find yourself bored, um, try something you've never done before. Get out of your comfort zone. But another thing that just really came to my mind when you said that is, you know, if you have that much experience at something and you've done it well for a long time, you should find a leadership role in that area start a running group you know mentor young runners or just like me I mean when Ronnie approached me and she said you should teach a class I'm like you've lost your mind I was like I, I could never do that that is something so foreign to me I cannot even conceive of it but you know sh- share your experience and your knowledge with younger people that are starting to um explore your craft because you've spent a lot of years building that expertise why wouldn't you want to share it yeah Mm -hmm. that's great advice it also just gives you a new way to find joy in something seeing someone else like fall in love with something that you love that's great advice yeah Thanks, Dina. That's great advice for all levels of our listeners. So our, in our final lap, this is our last question that we ask all of our guests. It's a big one. And um, so you can have a moment to think. But what advice would you give to yourself from 10 years ago? If you could talk to Dina 10 years ago, what would you tell her? Um, I would say in the um, realm of fitness primarily, um, I need a better stretching routine. Yeah. And because I'm getting to the point now that there are things in my body that don't work like they did 10 years ago. And I do think that rest and recovery, stretching in relation to rest and recovery, um, when you're 20 and 30 and 40, you know, even you go, 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 and you push your body because you think, well, when those old people say, oh, you know, you should stretch or you should, you need to rest. I think rest is really important and um, your body doesn't overly require it when you're younger, but you could pay a huge penalty for that in the longevity of your ability to exercise. So I think rest and recovery and including some kind of stretching, whether it's yoga or, you know, something like that, to keep your body um, p- more pliable and and resistant to injury. We, we talked about that. You know, mobility is a big thing. And when we get older, if you can't bend down and tie your shoes, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so work some flexibility and mobility type exercise into your life. You don't have to run seven days a week and you don't need to strength train six and a half days a week. You need to let your body rest and recover because fitness is a journey. It There is no end game. We're not trying to get to a finish line in our fitness journey. So make sure that you take care of your body so that when we're 80 and 90, I see these fitness people, you know, that are 
in their 80s and 90s and they're still moving their bodies. I'm like, oh, I really want to be that person. But you know what? If we don't take care of our body as we go along, we won't be doing that. We'll be, you know, yeah. with joint replacements and in pain. And speaking of joint replacements, I need one in my knee, but I'm trying to <laughs> avoid it. But, you know, um, take care of your body because we need it to last for a long time. That's great, great advice. Great advice. So pause and stretch, and 10 years from now, you will thank you. Right. Stretching <laughs> is another thing for the record. I keep telling Brittany in the <laughs> I stretch sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> I have a stretching app that I just started Ooh. using. I'll have to show it to you. Does it remind you? That's what I need, is I need to, I need reminders throughout the day to stop and stretch. Um, I like to stretch when I wake up in the morning, a little bit before I go to sleep, after I run, but... I need to just, like, incorporate it as part of my every day. Why don't you set an alarm on your phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> set yourself a 10-minute meeting. Uh-huh. And I, and I stop and stretch. That's a good idea. That's great. In Brittany's defense, I did see that she did some yoga recently. Mm-hmm. It was on her Strava feed. I did. So. I did. Congratulations. I, yep. I do enjoy some good yoga. Definitely. Wow. Well, Dina, thank you so much for joining us. It's been so great. Just just a great reminder about the connection that we find in being active and just how it improves all of our lives um, from our own bodies to just our community. Um, so thank you for what you do for our community working over there at the Y. Um, you know, I met Dina just helping out with the half marathon with her with her wonderful group doing the 5K. And uh, we really appreciate all that you do for our community and at the Y and the way that you support our our runners as well, um, doing our aid stations. Um, Okay, so basically, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that Brittany and I struggle to end it. We struggle with saying goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know how to say see you later when it's audio and you won't see us later. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just awkward and we giggle and then it fades out. (laughs) So last podcast, our wonderful... I don't. We'll call her a producer. Okay, Keisha, you're now officially our producer. I heard her giggling. <laughs> Keisha's the incredible librarian here at the Cleveland Library who um, meets with us every week or more than once a week and sets everything up and records for us and gives us really good feedback. So last episode, if you listened, we giggled the whole ending, didn't know what we were doing, and she said, no more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She said, quote, I let you do that for a couple weeks, and I think you can do better. (laughs) So she said, you can come up with a tagline right now, right Mm -hmm. here. What is it? And so, you know, we came up with a pretty decent tagline in all of 30 seconds with Olivia's help from last week. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think we landed on inspiring people one runner at a time. I think that's what we landed on. Wow. I moved. Yeah, so you moved. So we're giving you this explanation now so that when you hear it next time, you're not like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, am I listening to the right podcast? Usually uh, these girls just giggle. <laughs> we're going to test it out. We're going to test it out. Are you ready? Do you want to end it? No, you end it. Okay, I'm going to end it. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. We're the Terra Girls. Inspiring people one runner at a time. Thank you so very much to Dean.
Gina for joining us this week and sharing a little bit of her wisdom and passion for fitness. She's such a great example of someone who understands the healing connection found in movement and the value in sharing that with others. If you need some more of Dina's motivation in your life or the motivation of others like her, be sure to check out the YMCA in your town, whether it's the one here in Cleveland or the one closest to where you're listening in from. And as always, thank you for sharing some of your day with us. Until next time.